Thank you for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're going to continue our different series with a message entitled, Different Callings in a Dark World. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. Y'all ready to dive in this today? I am pumped up to continue our different series. And today's message titled, Different Callings in a Dark World. Different calling in a dark world. Man, wouldn't you guys agree, and we hit on some of this last week, is, is some of this world that we live in or the world that we're living in, man, it can be really dark. It can be pretty bad. I mean, and think about some of the things that happen in, you know, in this nation that we, of ours. This, you know, I believe that we are a blessed nation. And I believe that, that God loves America. And I, just like I believe that God loves the rest of the world. But I know that God loves America just like he loves everyone else. And so, uh, but there are a lot of bad things that take place here in America. Uh, I remember going and, and, and we went to um, uh, Atlanta and we were driving around and uh, I, it, I, was, well, I was by myself and I was on a journey trying to go to a particular place and, and I had missed my turn. And if anybody's ever drove in Atlanta, it's, they got weird roads. It's a disaster. And so you go left, you go right, the light turned green and then, then it turned red and I, had, I was all confused. But anyway, <laughs> but I ran to the corner and there was homeless people lined on both sides of the street here in America. It broke my heart and it, and it really started to speak to me that we have a purpose here in America to reach our own people and so not that the other other parts of this world aren't important now I'm not knocking any other parts of the world but there's a calling and a need here in our own backyard that we need to be praying and we need to be able to reach out to our community and so, but, but man, there were some things that, that I seen as I'm traveling down the road and, and I seen a lot of drug activity taking place, I mean that's dark that's bad stuff, opiates are, are taking over a large portion of this world I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Pilot Mountain has a known record for a lot of drug activity. But here at Medic Church, we're praying for our community. We're praying that God's going to intervene and he's going to allow these opiates and these drugs to be taken out of this community. And that's our prayer. But there's a lot of dark things that, that take place. You know, you guys know just as well as I do, we have access to the world from right here in our mobile device. And so, and I tell y'all all the time that mobile devices are good, but there's also a lot of bad things to it. You know, the devil's all the time going to get into our minds and say, hey, you know nobody's looking. You can go to www.whatever.com. That probably is a website, but <laughs> it's a website for everything. But you can go, you can go to www.whateveryouwantoputintheir.com, and it's in, in a matter of moments, in a matter of seconds, you're going to have any and all information that you can have access to. Did y'all guys know that there's a dark web out there? That's crazy. I didn't know that. And they selling stuff on that, and they selling kids, and, and they doing awful things to our kids, and it's just, man, it breaks my heart. The dark world. But how do we have a calling in this dark world? How can we be different in this world that's taking place when all these bad things are happening all the way around us? And I want to tell you that Peter uses it over and over and over again, the calling called and called so I don't know about you guys but we all have been called to do something we all serve a purpose now 
Everybody's purpose isn't to stand up here on Sunday morning and hold a microphone and Tasha tell you she ain't going to get up here and she ain't going to teach y'all a lesson or a message and unless she had like six years to prep for it, maybe ten years, and because that's not what God has called her to do. But each one of you have a special calling on your life and each one of you have been called to do a particular thing. Some of you guys are good at great areas. Y'all are good at certain things where others aren't. Me, it's easy for me to get up here and chit-chat. Now, I'll tell you, it's, it was weird when uh, we were dealing with COVID in those first few months, and we had to go all, all strictly online, and I had to just look at the camera. There wasn't nobody here. It was, <laughs> that took a lot to get used to. But, but, but now, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing to be in front of a camera. It's no big deal. Okay, there's a camera. That's cool. Online campus, I, I can't see your face, but I can see numbers and y'all's comments on my phone. And it's really cool knowing that you guys are there. And so it's exciting to be able to, to know that, that you know, uh, I can get up here and do what God's called me to do. But some of you, that, that, that you know, your calling may just to be holding the door. Being nice, being polite, behind-the-scenes work. I know uh, a lot of times, uh, like Fernando, he's all the time working on things behind the scenes that you guys don't necessarily know that he's doing. A lot of our graphics and uh, a lot of the things that you see on the screen, he has worked hard to prep those things. He's got a special calling on his life. He's got a special gift that I don't have. Y'all know what it is? Singing. (laughs) Tracy, y'all want me to sing to you? Happy anniversary to you guys. <laughs> Stop it! The winters are breaking. <laughs> the other day is their, their anniversary, and, I, and y'all were here for PhD, and you didn't tell me. I would have sang to you. <laughs> but listen, our calling is to, to, <laughs> to encourage and empower people. I talked to a lady last night, and I told her our message here at Medic Church is about loving people. You're going to hear me talk about love and, and, and accepting you and holding you and getting you close to let God fix you than I ever will to shove God down your throat. And what do I mean by that is, is I'm going to take you and I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. We're going to love you. We're going to cross lines to come over there to get you and not draw lines to keep you out. And she's like, man, that's so good. Ain't that what the church is supposed to be about? I said, I grew up in church my entire life. I've seen things happen in church that will blow your mind. Uh, some things we're going to discuss, but, but I've seen things happen. And we want to empower people to find their innermost being with that relationship with God. My goal is to is get you guys connected to God and let God restore the brokenness in your heart. I explained our logo to her. I said, I know all of us come from a different background. We look, you know, most of us, when we walk through the doors, we've had some type of pain, some type of struggle. We've been hurt in some form, fashion, or another when we walk through the door. And I said, that's what symbolizes us as we come through. The Band-Aid is the representation of the correcto. In our house, the Band-Aid fixes everything. It fixes those problems and the little things. If you fall down, you get a boo-boo, it fixes it. If you're hungry, you stick a Band-Aid on it, it fixes it. Band-Aid's correct off for everything. Whether you need a Band-Aid or not, it fixes it. And so, and then the heartbeat represents, we want to be the heartbeat of the church. Why am I telling you guys? It's because I'm big on our, our passion for what God's called us to do. But we want to empower people to know that this is a place, a refuge. This is a place that you can get connected to God and let him restore the brokenness in our lives. Most of you probably don't even know that you, probably the person sitting beside you has more in common than you really realize. All you have to do is start sharing your story, and you'll learn just how connected we truly are. I'm going to tell you guys something. <laughs> so back in the day, when I was in elementary school, we had this thing called safety patrol. 
safety patrol. <laughs> and I remember that, that it, was, uh, it, it was the fifth graders, they would be, go out and they would take the littler kids out to the bus stop, the bus area. They'd go through and, and they would make sure they were safe getting there. Maybe you guys that had some of these in, in high school or middle school, they had hall monitors. Anybody have hall monitors? Anybody remember hall monitors in school? Them the people, I want to... I wanted to knock them out. <laughs> you got your whole pass. I'm like, who are you? You're not my boss. <laughs> but I remember when I was in elementary school that I was a, on the safety patrol. This is all true. It's too stupid to make up. I thought I was the cool stuff. It was cool because they gave me one of them cool orange vests like I was a construction worker. And I had this little silhouette thing, little band that said safety patrol on it. I thought I was the stuff. Man, I was cool. I had to, it was funny because I had to interview for it. And I had to talk to me. They're like, okay, Mr. Williamson, we can bring you in. This is what we're going to do. I was like, I mean, how are you in fifth grade? <laughs> I mean, that was preparing me for life again. But I was on the safe patrol. And my goal was to keep the kiddos safe. I was called to do it. And it's ironic because, I mean, I always have liked helping people. Even at a young age, I was raised around the fire, in the, around the fire service. My dad was a fireman. He volunteered for years. And, um, and so I was exposed to it at a young age, and I just enjoyed helping people. But in safety patrol, I remember this time where I was like, uh, I don't really want to do this no more. I don't want to help these little kids. They're getting on my nerves. They got boogers flying everywhere. They snotting. They picking their butts. And ah, it's just nasty. Nobody wants to mess with little kids. <laughs> I was just kidding myself. I ain't know no better. Don't be judging me. Online campus, don't you be judging me now. <laughs> but I was called to be that safety patrol to help them out, make sure that they got to where they were supposed to be going. And it's ironic because later on in life, it's now I'm able to help people and, and help them to stay encouraged, to help them to be empowered. I'm still following those things as I help those little kids at a young age. I'm still being able to do some of those very same things today. But listen, <laughs> we all have an eternal call to Christ. We all have a calling to go after Christ. Our goal is not... And reward is not here on earth. Our goal is to get to heaven. Now, I told you guys throughout this whole series is I ain't wishing death on nobody. I don't, I don't want any of you to die at all. Like, I ain't wishing that on nobody. But listen, our, go, our goal is not to be here. Our goal is to get to heaven. My goal is on track to heaven. That's where I want to go. So I'll tell you something real quick. I, I really need y'all to be praying for me for real. All joking aside, so I went to the doctor the other day. Had a good doctor's report. It was good. My A1C's coming down. Vitals were good other than my heart. Uh, my blood pressure will go over. That's where I'm heading. But everything was good other than my blood pressure. And so she told me, she said, hey, go get you. I want you to start checking it. So I went and got me one of those blood pressure machines and from Walmart, and I've been checking my blood pressure. Well, my blood pressure's been high <laughs> still. Amy went taking the blood pressure medicine, so she's like doubled the dose. I've been doubling the dose, and it's still high, so I want you guys to pray for me that we can get that correct. <laughs> and so please pray for the pastor. <laughs> but I told Tasha last night, we're laying in bed. She's like, so how's your blood pressure? I said, Tasha, it's high. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's not good. She's like, well, you need to call the doctor. So I, I said, I am. She ain't like she's Saturday at, night, at 10 o'clock at night. It ain't like she's going to be at work. <laughs> and so I, I got to send her a message with all the data and all that. She'll be back in the office on Monday. But we're laying there last night, and I'm like, and she just kept talking. I'm trying to go to sleep. I said, Tasha, 
She's talking about my blood pressure. You keep raising my blood pressure up because talking to me, will you leave me alone so I can go to sleep? <laughs> I said, you're trying to kill me. You're trying to make me meet Jesus. <laughs> I know my reward's not here. It's in heaven, but I ain't trying to meet him tonight. I said, I got to go to church in the morning. We got to preach the gospel. <laughs> we have an eternal calling that, that please be praying for me, y'all, by the way, for all seriousness. Uh, hopefully we can get that checked. But, but our eternal call is to get to heaven. I want all of you to make it. This journey that we're on, and I always, when people make a decision for Christ, I always tell people, and when we say that prayer at the end today, and you always hear me say, you're not in this journey, in this walk of life alone. We're in it together. And we're going to give you the tools necessary to help you stay committed to your faith. And that's why each and every week we're going to push you and drive you to get to that eternal goal and to have that relationship with God. See, some of us had a temporary call to an assignment. See, me, I had a temporary moment when I was that, uh, on safety patrol as a, kid, you know, as a kid. That was a temporary thing, very, very temporary. I got older, and, and I led to bigger and better things. Some of us in our walk with Christ may not always be holding the door and letting people in. Tasha told me when she met me, I was the door greeter. I wasn't a door greeter. I just so happened to be standing there and being nice, let her in. I thought she was pretty, and I... <laughs> Long story short, we're married. Uh, and so, but, but some of our, but those temporary things that we have, I was temporarily called to be a youth pastor. I served in that area for a while, but God said, I have bigger things. I have a new assignment that you're going to be doing. I didn't know this is it, but God said, hey, I'm calling you to do more. I thought our last assignment that we were in was it. I thought we were finished. I thought we were, this was the avenue we were in, and God said, I'm getting ready to shake things up. So some of our assignments are temporary. But all of us have a daily calling to be different, to have different standards. When we're facing things, we're faced with situations, we're facing things in this world, we're called to be different. And I want you guys to each and every day to fight and fight and fight to be different. I want to encourage you to be different. Don't fall like we learned last week. Don't fall to being the same as this world. The world wants us to fit in, and we learned last week just how we don't need to fit in, but we need to stand apart and be set different. Fight, 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 fight. And again, you're not in this battle and walk a life alone. I'm going to fight with you. I'm going to be there with you. If you've got a question, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it biblically. I met with a lady last night, and she told me, she said, hey, you believe different than I do. And we're like, well, how's that? And she shared with us, and I said, Okay. I said, but you know the difference between me and most people? Most people cut you off and, and shun you out. I said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to hear you out. I said, but I'm going to give you the biblical answer. I said, I'm going to tell you what the Bible tells us. Here at Medit Church, we're going to speak through the Bible. We're going to preach what the Bible says. We're not going to defer from it. We're not going to make it where we feel good. I said, here we believe in giving encouragement. We believe in giving life-giving messages, but we're going to preach the Bible. The Bible is more important. But Peter, in, in, in here, uh, in First Peter, he was talking about the persecution of Christians. I mean, I, I, y'all listen, I heard some good news uh, over the week, uh, last week, that Israel is in a ceasefire, which is an amazing. We pray for them. We continue to pray for them. And, and you know, just, just as they're still being prosecuted and, and things are happening in their nation, we continue to pray for them. We continue to pr- uh, stand with them and pray for their peace in their country. But see, some people are superstitious about what takes place and what took place in the Bible times. Some of them were like, how can this man named Jesus perform these miracles? That's some form of witchcraft. There's no way this could be happening. But Jesus kept going. 
In 1 Peter 2 and 9, it says, For you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he has called you out of darkness into a wonderful light. See, what I like about uh, when I come and I change and what I love, I got back up a little bit. What I love about baptism, when we do this, what baptism symbolizes is a, is a public face and a public demonstration of the old you coming out to be a new. You coming out of the dark old you that you were and coming back into light. Now, if you've been baptized before and you want to be baptized again, you're welcome to do it. Don't mean that you're, you know, some people just like to be baptized. I've probably been baptized 30, 40 times over the last 32 years. It's okay. I love being baptized. My goal is to be baptized in the Jordan River uh, across the ocean there. This is my goal. But, but see, God's called us because we're chosen. Well, Pastor Michael, this is talking about Israel here. Yeah, technically, yeah, you're correct. But we all have been called by God. We are all God's chosen people. We're his sons. We're his daughters. You know, we sing that song, we are his sons, we are his daughters. And I truly believe that. And, and people say, oh, I can't be a child of God. How can that? Bad things happen to me all the time. God doesn't love me. God still loves you I mean, in those bad and dark times. And see, I, I want to encourage you that, that you are part of the best, the best thing. A royal priesthood. Man, wouldn't it be cool to have royal, royalness? Hanging out with the king. What's her name? Queen Elizabeth. Wouldn't that be cool? Have a big castle. Jewelry. Big crown. That'd be awesome. But we all, can, we all have the ability. We all can tap in to that. Because we're God's people. We're a holy nation. And, we're, and it says here, what I love the most, we're God's very own possession. God possesses us. He loves us. And he loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us. That means, oh man. But we got to be different from this world because we've been called out of the darkness, the old us, into a new light. Anybody ever turn on and you go into your house, it's dark, you flip a light, switch on, and all of a sudden now you can see all the pretty things you have in your house, all the cool stuff. Some of you see the dirty laundry you still got. <laughs> Just kidding. But that's what we do. When we can turn those lights on, now we can see. We, and I believe that, that God wants us to reveal things to us. And sometimes when we go to him and he, we turn those lights on, he starts shining light to things, we realize, hey, exactly what we need to fix in our lives. Praise God. <laughs> so you're a new creation. You've been redeemed. You've been set free. When you've been taken on Christ, and then just like this individual that made the decision for Christ this past weekend, man, that's the most best decision you could ever make in your whole entire life. You've been your creation. You've been set free from the old you. And we got to turn from it. We got to separate ourselves from those things. We can't keep going back. First Peter 12 and uh, excuse me, First Peter 2 and 11 and 12. It tells us this is our temporary residence here on earth. We're temporary. We're just hanging out. This land that we're in, America that we're standing on, the land of the free. We're standing here. This is temporary for us. Again, our goal is to get to heaven. My goal is to, is to get out of this world and again to make it to heaven. Now, <laughs> I want to eat a few more tacos and a few more ice creams and a few more banana puddings and cherry yum yum from all this stuff. And I, I, want to, I want to enjoy some more time with my friends and my family. But when it's time, and my, I, I always tell people, so I handle death different than a lot of people. But I'm in the understanding that we all have a clock. And when that time gets to where it stops... And my time is done here on earth, and I go on to paradise. I'm good with it. 
but I want to achieve things before my clock runs out. And I want to encourage you guys that if you're struggling with your faith, if you're struggling with this life, if you're dealing with struggles and pains, you're all on a time clock. I truly believe what the Bible tells us about the end times. I truly believe that we're playing out a lot of what it's talking about. Well, Pastor Michael, they've been saying that for years. Well, that is true. When I was growing up, I heard them say, hey, Jesus can come back at any time. We see things playing out right before our eyes. Yeah, and then I heard it. I'm sure you guys, if you've been to church any in your life, you've heard it. Anybody ever heard it? Anybody want to share it with me? Me too. But listen, those things have happened. Pastor Michael, you just saying that because people say, I, I truly believe what's happening in today's society is more real than it's ever been in my entire life and in y'all's entire life. And I want to tell you, if you're dealing with things you're struggling, now's not the time to be playing with God. I don't want anybody, I wouldn't wish anybody to go to hell. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. When I have people that stun me wrong, I pray for them. I try to be different. I try to set myself apart and say, hey, I, wouldn't, I, don't, I don't want anybody to hear those words depart from me. I never knew you. I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't, again, wish that on anybody. But see, this world we're in is temporary. These desires that we have in this world are only temporary. Drugs and alcohol are going to give you so much satisfaction. There's a temporary fix. And, and, and it is, you know, for, you know, you don't make a permanent decision based on temporary emotion. Those things may feel good in the moment. They may feel good when you're doing it. But it's only going to fill a temporary void. But God can fill any void that we have. Any void in any situation that we're dealing with, God can fill those things. We've got to be different. Now, I'm not going to tell you that my first, that, that faith has always been my first thing that I went to. I have same struggles. I have same battles just like you guys do. I have same problems. I have same, uh, you know, desires that a lot of people face. If it's between me and you guys, I got a different title. But I love people. And I tried to pick out the good things. And I tried to let my faith be first. But there's a lot of times that Michael comes out and not Pastor Michael. There's a lot of times if you cut me off in traffic, sometimes I just got to hold the steering wheel a little tighter and say, God, you know, let them wreck them. Let them down. But that's Michael that comes out. But Pastor Michael's like, man, they must have been in a hurry. God, whatever situation they're in a rush to get to, just let things be okay. See, see, I'm not going to tell you that my faith's always been first. It's not always been first. There's been times I fail. I've let this life get the best of me. But I have learned that having the faith and being faithful first oftentimes has a better outcome and puts me in a lot better predicament. So I want to encourage you guys to always have faith. When the world tells you and yourself start saying, hey, <laughs> I want to pray these bad things, start saying, hey, God, whatever situation they may be in, pray, be with them, touch them. <laughs> I'm going to encourage you. Let's see. I'm way off my notes. First <laughs> Peter 2 and 15 says, it said, it is God's will that you normally live should be silent, should silence those ignorant people who make foolish assumptions against you or accusations against you, sorry. It is God's will that you honorably live 
Your honorable life should silence those ignorant people. Anybody ever had to deal with some ignorance, ignorant people in your lives? And some of those people, you just want to ride out, go after them. You want to throat punch them. Told you guys, and it's taken me a while to have to get over some things in my walk through Christ and some things that, you know, I told you guys earlier that I grew up in church. I've seen a lot of things happen, a lot of things. And it's made me question ministering. It made me question God. But he, God had a different purpose and a different plan. He showed me the good in all those situations. Why do those bad things happen? I don't know, but God prepared me for my biggest blessing yet, and it helped me know how not to treat people when they come through these doors. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to preach that message. We're going to live it out. Let's see. You don't always have to be on the defensive. You don't always have to be on the defensive. It's okay if people are different than you. It's okay if people believe different than you. It's okay to be different than somebody else. But flip, on the, flip the tables, but not the people. You can have a disagreement. And it's okay. But don't be mean and evil to that person. There's a lady that I work with, and, and I told her one time, I said, you know what I like about you? She said, what? I said, me and you believe two different things, but you still treat me like a human being. You still treat me like somebody. She says, you know what I like about you? You treat me the same way, even though I'm different than you are. Even though we're different, God didn't say to treat them any different. How would God treat you in those situations? Somebody's different than you. He's going to wrap his arms around you, and he's going to love on you. Just like we're going to. I'm going to if you walk through my door and you're different than me, I'm going to wrap my arms around you, and I'm going to love on you. It's not my job to fix you. It's God's job. God can do more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. If you come in here and you've already got your mind made up about something, I can't change you, but God can, and I know he can. But we can't. Go after those people, even though they might be dumb. <laughs> you dumb. Don't tell them they're dumb. That's mean. <laughs> but, but pray for them. Pray for them. I know people that are different than me right now, and I pray for them. Pray for them. I pray for you. You may be on my live stream. I pray for you. Pray, 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 pray. And I keep praying. First Peter 2 and 21 says, For God called you to do good, even means suffering Jesus just as just as Christ suffered for you Pastor Michael are you telling me that even if I do good I still might have to suffer but according to 1 Peter 2 and 21 here it says do good I've done a lot of good for a lot of people I was their beck and call. They called me at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was there. I was with them every step of the way. I was in the trenches fighting with them, going to the ends of the earth with them. And I still ended up being the one that suffered in the long run. I suffered in the long run. I was the one that fell short. But you know what? God suffered a bigger price for me. But it taught me how I didn't want to treat people. To use your bad situations, even if you are in good things and you're doing good things and and God's doing great works through you and and mighty things are happening, people's lives are being changed, always remember the good things. Always remember those things. Keep doing good even if you have to suffer. People that have done me wrong, people that have said you're going to fail, that you're not going to do anything, medic church isn't going to last, you're going to fail during the pandemic, things ain't going to happen. We had somebody make a decision for Christ over the weekend. You know what makes up for all of it? 
Somebody saying to me in the email, hey, I made a decision for Christ. All that stuff goes away. That's why we do what we're doing. If it's for one, it'd been worth it all. But we've seen so many lives changed in 2020. We're seeing lives changed in 2021. And I cannot wait to see what God's going to continue to do. Not what Michael's doing, but what God is doing. All me and Tasha done was say, yes, God, we're going to go and we're going to do this. We're going to plant this church here in Pilot Mountain where it needs it so much more. And this community needs God in it. Peter continued to pray. He continued to pray. He said, be more different. Be different than you can imagine. Be different. Be different. Be different. Be different. First Peter three, first Peter three and nine. It says, "Do not repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and He will grant you His blessings." Now you matching with me right now. You go into work tomorrow, and that guy or that girl, that oh Lord, you know they're gonna do you bad. You know, you just know it. They always have that bad attitude. They always got something bad to say. You know, when you come into work, they're gonna say something. They're gonna insult you for your driving because you didn't know how to park right. You're gonna be like, "What in the world? You took up four parking spots. What's wrong with you?" Imagine instead of coming back without coming back at them and saying, well, "What's your problem? What you're wearing? It's ugly." You said, hey, I want to bless you with a coffee. Or, hey, I'm going to bless you and buy your lunch. Imagine what's going to happen. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that's going to turn down free food. <laughs> I know people that's done me wrong, and I've taken them. I said, hey, man, I bought your lunch today. Why did I do it? Because I felt like in my spirit that's what God's called me to do. And you know what? Changed their whole attitude. You're going to preach a louder message by showing them the same love that God showed you than you ever will to fall into the enemy's trap. So I encourage you, don't fall victim to the enemy. I'm going to close with this. Because God has a calling on each one of you. God has a purpose again for each one of you. It may not be to be the pastor of the church. It may not be up here speaking on a Sunday morning. It may not be doing a women's conference. It may not, you know, it may be you're not singing or whatever. It, you all have a purpose. You all are different. God has called us all to be different because we're a chosen people. We have that royal priesthood. We're a holy nation, and we belong to God. And I truly believe that. And my prayer here in just a few moments is going to be that God will show you areas in your life where you can be different. When we feel like that people are on the attack to us, that we'll pray and let God change us. Just like when I was the, the, the safety patrol, when I was doing Paul Patrol, I mean safety patrol, uh, and I was I was doing that, and I was being at like that hall monitor, I was keeping the hallway safe, and I was keeping the little kiddos safe. It's because it made me feel good. It made me feel good that I was helping somebody stay safe. I was giving them that safety when they were feeling down and the little kids was upset because they didn't know exactly where the bus was. It made them feel good that I can say, hey, little Billy, it's over here. Come on, man, you can walk with me. I'll take you right where you need to be. And then some of the little kids, man, they felt like they were being bullied. Now they had this big guy that stood there with them. Instead of falling victim and letting things happen, we showed them that love. We said, God, hey, he loves you. Even though we make mistakes, 
But we want to set ourselves apart to be different. If you guys don't mind, if you'll stand with me this morning. And my prayer again is going to be that God will reveal to you how you can set yourself apart to be different. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. God, to hear your words. God, just like Peter was telling us here, God, let us be different. God, we're a holy nation. We're a royal priesthood. God, we're people that have been called by you. God, if, if we feel like that we're less than and we don't feel like that we are called, God, reassure us in this moment that we are sons. We are daughters of you. God, help us and reveal to us areas in our life that we can improve on. God, when, when we feel down and we feel like people are attacking us or trying to insult us, God, God, just let us, in, instead of retaliating, God, God, let us be a blessing to them. God, let us show them the same love that you showed us. And God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say this prayer. God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. I've fallen short and I've messed up. Forgive me of my sins so that I can live forever with you in paradise. And God, when people try to tell me that, that this prayer don't mean anything, reassure me that it means everything. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. If you need special prayer, you can submit those by going to www.medicchurch.com. Fill out the prayer request form. Submit it. Our team is standing by, ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Join us back next week as we conclude our different series with a message entitled Perspective and Persecution. All right, we'll see you soon.